TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are most important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to our retreat. Here we are in beautiful Fiji. We're sitting outside, so don't be surprised if you hear birds chirping and people talking and waves crashing. (laughs) Kids crying. Screaming. (laughs) So there's going to be some background noise. I'll paint the picture for you. We're sitting at a beautiful wooden table with some wooden chairs perched in the middle of a gorgeous little sandbox. And we've got a we've got a grass thatched roof over the top of us. And in front of us is the bluest of blue, blue water and sand. And it's just absolutely stunning and surrounded by palm trees. Are you jealous? Because <laughs> <laughs> you should be just a little bit. <laughs> we've just completed Awaken the Change Retreat all the way over here in Fiji. And we've got a couple of our um, participants with us joining in on the podcast today. So we're really excited about that. And we thought that it's a perfect opportunity to talk about what it means to retreat and what we've experienced. And, you know, our participants may even chime in from time to time throughout the course of the podcast. But what it means to retreat, why it's so important to retreat, what is a retreat, and why do humans need it? What goes on for us where we need to be able to withdraw from our daily lives in order to collect ourselves so that we can then go out into the world again? What goes on with that? What goes on with that in all, in all contexts, from a health perspective, a rejuvenation perspective? So, yeah, Kimmy, fill us in. Go. You're on. Right. Well, actually, I'm going to retreat. <laughs> I'm actually going to retreat too. I'm going to retreat for now. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because we went for a walk this morning along the white sandy beach, and um, and we were just we were talking about the fact that you know sometimes you actually go to these courses, you invest a lot of money sometimes into these things, or you want to do these things and you don't have the money, but you'd love to do it. But we were talking about um, a life-changing time for Cindy this morning where her and her husband actually went to Anthony Robbins years ago. 1995 it was. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and, and just explain what happened and how much of a change that made. Well, one of my girlfriends, um, you know, stuck with, and I shouldn't say stuck, but I was involved with my children, you know, three children in the house all the time. You know, I was a mother, a wife, I was doing all those things. And one of my girlfriends said, come on, Cindy, let's go to um, Anthony Robbins. And I went, who's Anthony Robbins? And she said, oh, he's some motivational speaker. Let's go. So I went for the day. And at the end, of course, he then sold on his weekend, which was the following weekend. And I rang up Howard and I said, right, cancel Friday's appointments. We're going to Sydney. We're going to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday um, in Sydney. So we did. He did. He just took... It's a bit like Mario, isn't it? <laughs> and Dan. Yeah. So yeah. tell, tell our listeners about that. <laughs> about Dan and Mario. Dan and Mario. So they know, they know who Dan and Mario so, um, are. So we've had um, two retreats now. We had one in Byron Bay and, the, and this one in Fiji. Um, and one wife bought her husband. And in the beginning, we looked at him when he came in on that first day of that five-day retreat. And we went... Oh, no. Well, because she didn't tell him. him. No, she didn't tell him. him. She didn't tell him that she booked him into the retreat. She just said, we're going to Byron for a holiday. For a health retreat, wasn't it? Health. For health or something. Well, he he thought he was coming to learn to surf. (laughs) He was going to learn to surf and he thought he was going to get more sex. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
he thought he thought I'm going for a, a retreat and a holiday, and he rocks up, turns up into our room, and there's us three girls in a room full of other people all looking at him with anticipation, and he goes, what, what the, the hell am I walking into? <laughs> and exactly the same thing happened with Mario. Yeah, we had another, we had another participant here in Fiji. <laughs> she just said, I'm just taking you on a holiday, just pack, pack for, you know, the islands, and... He rocks up and turns into our room and there we are. And He thought, what the heck am I doing here? But you know what? Oh. To their credit, the, th- the two of them, oh. they stayed. They well, the stayed. amazing part was Dan came to Byron and he came to Fiji as yeah. well. He came for a second dose. So it was kind of cool though, wasn't it? Because yeah. when, when Mario turned up in the room, Dan was there going, I feel your pain, mate. <laughs> Last time I was, I was where you. Where you are. Yeah, last time I was you. And look at me, I'm back for more sultanas. <laughs> and rabbit food. So yeah. basically I did the same thing to my husband. I just said, we're going to this guy. You, I, you know, you don't know who he is, but we're going for the weekend. It sounds really good. So um, we went down and, and it's funny, I said to Kim, well, I really got a lot out of Anthony Robbins. It was the Monday that changed my life for me. Because what happened was... Um, you know, you're involved in changing your thought patterns and your and everything. But the Monday was health, and Anthony Robbins did not do that health day. It was a young girl that did the health day, and I'm listening to her. And at this point, I'm a mom. I'd given up on changing habits because I felt that. Um, nobody was listening. It was all too far out there, you know, eat fat, eat this. And I was doing the opposite to everyone else. So um, I'm listening to this girl and I'm thinking, she's saying exactly the same thing as me, as what I believe. And I'm, I'm with a girlfriend and I said to the girlfriend, I went, is she saying exactly what I say? And she goes, yes, yeah, she is. And I went, well, maybe I'm not off the beaten track. Maybe, you know, this is where things are going. So I got home and I pulled my book out and I rewrote it and then, you know, became a bestseller in 1998. So it took me three years because I had kids and everything, but I did it. And my husband came home. He stopped working six days a week, worked three days a week. We put an associate on and and then we just kept going. The rest it. is history. The rest is history. But yeah. but Cindy was saying how much she was scared about him doing that. You know about the oh gosh, she yeah. absolutely because yeah. she pays the bills and everything. And when he said he wanted to go from six days down to three, she was just went into panic mode, yeah, didn't you? And yeah. and then but what happened is they ended up making more money. And oh, I thought that was a really wow. interesting point that you made was that by taking time out to look at what you're mm. doing, then taking a leap of faith, and then creating a new way of being. Mm. That's what I get from retreats. It's an opportunity an opportunity to investigate the possibility of what else is out there because what we're doing all day every day is not necessarily the best or the right thing. And when we get into that rhythm of life um, and we do the same thing over and over and over again, what happens is that we don't look outside our life and we think what we're doing is right. And when we retreat, we actually... I always found when I went on holidays, I became most creative because you retreat from your everyday life and you're enabling your body to... or your mind to do different things. And, and you're, you know, the whole time you're doing different things. We've got knives and forks happening <laughs> <laughs> that was why there was that little pause. Because both Kim and I looked around and went, oh. they're setting up tables. Hello. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> Could we ask them to stop for an hour, do you think? <laughs> Fiji, 
Can you stop for a minute? I think they would. Well, I think I when think we're on would. retreat, it's all about yourself, isn't it? This is all about us. We could pay it? them three dollars. That'd double their, their salary. At their hourly rate. Exactly. Oh, bless their little hearts. Mm. Bless we their little hearts. I have to say, I have to say, we're staying at the Western mm. Resort. So, for those of you guys who've never been to Fiji and you want to come to Fiji, and the Western Resort are not paying me for this, but I might approach them. <laughs> <laughs> but the Western Resort is absolutely stunning and I have to say I have felt so looked after they've made such an effort to do the right thing for us um, and to look after our participants to look after us do you guys agree yeah, yeah. and this smile our participants what do you guys think oh, it's been amazing we've got Naomi and we've got Kayleen with us oh and these two are such beautiful souls oh, they're yeah. sisters and they took a massive leap of faith to come to this retreat and just to watch their faces over the last mm. three days and uh, to actually you know it's actually an honor and a privilege to re- to lead a retreat and we get just as much from doing a retreat you know hosting one as we we do participating oh, in life. absolutely. And watching people like you two has been, it's been really awakening for us. So we just want to say thank you for participating and, and playing full out because that's what a retreat's about, isn't it? You've got to give up everything to, in order to be here 100%. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a little bit of a step out of your comfort zone as well. Um, but I have just loved every minute. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and it is a step out of the comfort zone when you come to a retreat. Like if you go on a holiday, you know, you're looking at hanging out for it and you go to it and you can become creative. But when you come to this, especially with these spinners here, <laughs> and oh, where that, they that take you us. down the rabbit hole, that would be Karen and Kim, yes. <laughs> and when they take spinner. you down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, right. But they do, don't they? Absolutely. <laughs> it does feel pretty good to have your reset button pressed and yeah. reset. Yeah. That's a really good way to say it. That mm. is actually. That's a really oh. interesting concept, that. Because I think certainly for me, what I've gotten from this particular retreat, even though I've you know been part of the, the you know the, the leading event, every time I go to a retreat, and Byron Bay was no different. Mm. We are still out of our day-to-day function. We are still out of our day-to-day jobs. And this retreat has been nothing short of awe-inspiring for me. I feel like it's brought the three of us girls much closer. I feel like that. I feel... I don't know about you two, but I feel... We always felt close. Yeah, well, no, you know, see, I've only just got there now. (laughs) She's quite slow. She is very slow. Do you know what I think clinched it? I actually think what clinched it... Us totally naked almost oh. in a big pool of mud splurting it all over one another and then when Kaza Kaza had to get into the pool oh, stop it. and put her feet on the bottom. Can I, I didn't I didn't I didn't put my I wouldn't Didn't I you put your feet on the bit, Cindy, bottom of the mud pool? Cindy, I will not put my feet in goopy <laughs> slimy, slippery, snake ridden, bug infested with eels and <laughs> And, and yeah. now, that's, and now was, let me just was say this. Wobby gongs in there. Yeah, no, 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 floaties, no, no, no. There was floaties. Nothing could live in there, Petal. It was too warm. Love, I don't care. There was something in there. <laughs> it was all of us, love. No. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, can I just get some mud out of <laughs> Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, no way. It is too. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've still got mud. We were covered in mud. It was like... We went to the mud pools. We went, we went to the mud pools just outside of Fiji, and it's like you get covered in this this dark, 
dark green, black, thick, gloopy mud, which wasn't so bad because the guy puts it in a bucket and then you just put your hands in there and you splish it all over yourself. But then you've got to get into this. <laughs> and you've got to. <laughs> No, no. She's gagging. Oh, can somebody else tell the story? <laughs> well, you have to understand with these mineral pools, um, they do have sulfur and lots and lots of minerals in them. But when you place your body into these, not only is it in a, one, a wonderful skin treatment, but when you immerse yourself into these waters that are naturally heated, you actually have a beautiful muscle relaxant. It's good for the body. It's yeah, good but for it the skin. It does feel foul on the feet. Just, can, we, can, we just, can we just get that out? Can we get total and utter agreements. Well, I don't know because Kaz and I were sitting... You were better than me. (laughs) Don't try to paint yourself here as being all the holier than thou, love. We were sitting next to each other. She can hardly breathe and she says, whose idea was this? Anyway, because she couldn't stand it either and I looked over at her and I'm not joking, I saw myself. I saw this beautiful princess sitting there covered in mud, absolutely horrified. I was. But then, then beautiful Fijian man says, family, family, who wants to feel the hot mud here? And Karen and I are on the step going, oh my gosh, this is so out of our comfort zone. No! And the next minute, Mrs. Bear Grills, oh, I'll do it! And she zooms across the bloody mud field and into the bloody rock pool and, thing. And, and the mud bath, that we, like the, the water pool that we were in, the first water pool that you go in to rinse all the mud off, when you put your feet on the mm. bottom, the mud goes up to your knees. You see Hello, you sink. Oh. And there's all these leaves that have fallen in there. Oh, it's bad. And it's, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so the, Cindy the, being Bear Grylls goes all the way across and she's having a ball. Kim and I are wetting <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. We couldn't, we could hardly even breathe. <laughs> Watching Cindy just charge her over there, rip into the she mud. Would, if there'd been a snake in there, she would have ripped it out and bit its head off. And <laughs> she seriously was in that space. Honestly, it just freezes out. And I've decided, I said to Danny, my husband, last night, there's Karen, complete princess, there's Bear Grylls, missus, and there's me in the middle. I kind of dabble into Bear Grylls, but can't go too far. And then I'm not quite as precious as Kaz, but, oh, I'd so rather have been a princess yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) But the benefit of it, A, when you do retreats, you step out of your comfort zone. You do do things about resetting the button. I agree uh, totally, Kayleen. And I think what's beautiful about it is when do we ever take in our busy lives an opportunity to actually look at ourselves and think about where we're heading, what we're saying, how we're acting, what our behaviours are, what we're eating, how we exercise or don't exercise, what our mindset is around different things and why we're failing or sabotaging or not getting the best out of ourselves. I love it when Karen says, life is not meant to be a struggle. Life is a beautiful gift. So how come we put so much meaning on it and what do we do? to put meaning on it and I think that's what I had massive ahas on this weekend I learned so much from these two women and also our participants and I think what's beautiful is we ourselves get to experience being a part of the retreat Um, and it inspires me to want to keep learning and doing what I do and I think for for me personally I look at my role as a mother probably predominantly and also as a businesswoman and it makes me even all the exercises everybody is doing I'm mentally doing them and doing them myself or I'll go back to my room and do them and I think that's the beauty of a retreat you might 
we think we know what we're doing and we know what we're on about. It's not until there's problems we think there's something wrong, but often we'll blame the outside influences, money, job, weather, experience, food. There's always an excuse, but there is no reason not to take time out and look after ourselves. And I think this is not a cost when you're looking at doing a retreat. To me, it is a massive investment into your future and your life and your well-being. Well said, Kimmy. I think so too. I yeah. think she's on fire today. She is on fire. I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. Thanks. I, I'm really... retreated. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that's it is, is, is we've had that three days, and even though we've been working through that three days, the clarity of, of where your life is going and, and your purpose and what you want to do and, and how you think about things. Like I absolutely loved... What night was it? I can't even remember. But Karen was facilitating at this point, and we did the whole thing on addiction. Oh. And I and the all the all ha ha was. It, it's not only about addiction on drugs and food and, and things like that, but it's the addiction you have in your relationships. Mm. And the same old, same like drama, old, you mean? Or? Like drama, mm. yeah, yeah. That that type of addiction. Oh, I wasn't thinking about sex, Kim. Oh, I hadn't gone there. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you mention it. <laughs> We did sell quite a lot of my everyday body lotion just selling, <laughs> mm. which, oh, which has been a... said to be a wonderful How are you going to say this? <laughs> How are you gonna... Slippery aid. <laughs> Lubricant. Must, must we do this every time? <laughs> she started it. I didn't even go down the sexual yes, path. Yes, but you have to care. You know, there's always somebody that has to go that step too far. <laughs> but some people that are listening to this maybe for the first time, and they would never have known that. True. And they would not have known what my everyday body lotion was about until now. Now they're going to know that it's got an ulterior motive. <laughs> you tart. <laughs> it's a heel cleaner. Really? It's, it's a, a heel moisturizer. That's right. It was it's a heel moisturizer. It's for heels. It's the size of bed as a little ritual for your feet every night. And if other things occur, well, so be it. It's got lavender. <laughs> oh, it's healing. Say, see, I had no idea when you mentioned that. <laughs> See, the things you learn on a retreat. Look Do at carry on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> now, we were talking about addictions. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yes. Back and the age. drama of relationships. Addictions, yes. And I, I just I just thought that, you know, it gave me a lot of ahas. And the fact that we were meant to finish at 6 o'clock and it was 7.30, I think. It was 7.30. It was 7.30 until that whole thing finished. I noticed the men left, which was interesting. They did leave it. At one point, didn't they? Were they still there right up till the end? Well, no, Dan, Dan was there. Dan was there for the most of it because we kind of used him as an example. Him as an example. And he couldn't, he couldn't escape. <laughs> um, and he had, he had another appointment that he had to be. That's right. At. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, I think, that, I think that the whole retreat concept and, you know, it's, it's, it's refreshing to be able to take a look from a bird's eye view almost and especially when there's other people in the room you know you can retreat on your own but then you're still left with your own thoughts and if we knew better we would always do better so when we go and retreat on our own we're still taking ourselves into the retreat but when we retreat with others um, with other people we start to see that perhaps we're not really alone that other people feel the same way or experience different things but have the same feeling um and also having a retreat led by people who've been there, done that, and got the T-shirt on it, there's always another alternative. There's always another perspective. Mm. And I think that that's certainly what I think the real value in retreating as a group, where the real value exists, because as humans, we, we, we want so much to love and be loved. It's the basic human instinct. It's the basic human need is to be loved and accepted. 
And our lives don't always reflect that. On a day-to-day basis, we don't always love and we don't always feel loved. We don't always accept and we don't always accept others. So our day-to-day lives don't reflect what our very basic human need is among all of us. It's no different. So when we retreat, I think it's an, it's, it's an opportunity to come back to the very basics of what life is about. Strip back all of the, the, the gumph and all of the crap that goes on on a day-to-day basis. Leave it behind and actually come back to the very bare bones of what humanity is about and how we can be authentic in pursuing love and being loved and making sure that we're in line with that and align with that as much as we possibly can until we go to the next retreat because we get distracted. Mm. We get distracted with our addictions. We get distracted with our unconscious behaviours. We get distracted with our triggers and our drama. We get distracted with all of that. We get distracted with our work. We get distracted with all of the things that we're addicted to that keep us away from being with ourselves and keep us away from being with each other. We think there's always something to do. But we're not human doings. We're human beings. And we, we get distracted and we allow ourselves to become so overwhelmed with this distraction because in the distraction is a level of predictability and what we think is safe. So for some of us, we're addicted to our work. For some of us, we're addicted to the gym. For some of us, we're addicted to food. For some of us, we're addicted to stuff that keeps us so distracted from just being love and loving. And I think the, the retreat gives us an opportunity to come back to that. Do you know the other interesting thing, I think? Because there are a couple of people that came to this retreat on their own. And I think that takes a lot of courage for a lot of us because people may even be listening to this now and thinking, I'd love to do that, but I'm too scared. And I think you're right about being in a group. You see yourself and others. So I even found other people would tell a story. Every one of the people in our workshop would say something and I'd go, oh, I've done that or I've been there or I know that feeling or what would I do in that situation, you know, and you're constantly challenging yourself. So you don't always have to, you know, totally give your whole life story or do anything like that. But just sometimes the act of listening or participating in a group environment gives you that real sense of I'm normal. I'm okay, and oh my gosh, I could try that on. I would like to be different in the way I react to this, that, and the other. I just looked up the word retreat. I thought it was quite interesting because you were saying we get attached to and, and, and addicted to perhaps those outside influences, which I think for many of us, and I was thinking in my head, oh my gosh, sometimes it feels like the enemy is against us or the world's against us. And it says here, retreat, withdraw from enemy forces as a result of their superior power. I thought that was quite amazing. <laughs> you know, wow. like, um, and sometimes it is the enemy. It does feel your, like your day to day routine. It? Yeah, it, it is, and your day-to-day routine, and and if you're bored with it, or if you're not getting past where you want to be, to retreat from that is so very important. I, I remember um, going on a cruise. I remember Kayleen asked me, you know, have, have I ever been on a cruise? And I, I, the, I've only been on one cruise, and that was at Easter this year. And I went straight to the library because that's my favourite place to be. And um, I was looking in the the nutrition and self-health books. I didn't look at the novels. And for some reason, I grabbed this book and it was all about retreat. And for the next four days, I retreated on that boat. And I went to the library. I went to places that were quiet on the boat and just read about this book about retreat. And it was about a woman who had taken 12 months out of her life. 
Um, and she told her husband she was leaving too, and the kids and everyone. The kids wow. had grown up. They'd grown up. Right. Um, so she just said, I need to take a year and to understand, you know, what what's happening. And she ended up coming back. You know, her husband couldn't understand that she needed to take a year out of her life. I know a lot of husbands would not do this. But he was a busy um, doctor, I think, and she took that year and she went to their beach house. Um, and she said what she learnt was that you didn't need a year. You could do it in a weekend. Wow. You, you need to take that retreat. And she actually said that even a weekend a month with friends or with yourself where you go away and you retreat and you you inform yourself or you take time out and you reassess what you're doing and is it working for you or what's, you know, what's not working for you and make plans to change. And when I, um, I actually wrote this in my newsletter, what I did on that four days and that, that whole retreating and, and with this book. And I had some people come and say, look, Cindy, I couldn't afford your retreat, um, but we're, we're saving up for it for next, you know, next year. But what we decided to do, my girlfriend and I, is that we've decided to meet every month and we will spend two days together and just review all of the stuff that you girls are doing wow. and listen to the podcasts and, and read the books that you've all done and we'll discuss that. And I have a feeling they were two girls that lived out on stations so they didn't have a lot of time where they could, you know, go have a coffee somewhere by yeah. themselves or we we're able to do things like that because we live in town. And um, I'm, I haven't heard from them, but they had said that they were going to do it for 12 months until they came to the retreat that they could afford. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. They took the step to do that. Yeah. And I think that it's so important that once you realise the importance of retreat, even if you take a day out of your life um, and do a personal development or a nutrition course or something where you're, you're beginning or come, into, come to Awaken the Change Within, which will only do one a year of these. Yeah. So come and, and enjoy the, the experience and learning because, you know, holiday's great, but I think a learning holiday is sometimes, oh. or a learning oh, retreat. Yeah. yeah, would you agree, Kayleen? Totally. Yeah? Totally. Like, I just yeah. can't lie down and just look at the ocean for a week, seven days. Like, I've just found that, you know, I like to be educating myself and bettering myself. So I've just found it invaluable. Mm. And, you know, another word it said here in the, in the dictionary was um, it's about giving way and giving ground. And I thought that's quite, they're quite interesting words, giving way to yourself, giving way to life giving ground or connecting to. Um, we did a lot of barefoot stuff on this retreat where we actually found our feet in the sand and mud, <laughs> um, <laughs> where we felt the water, where we've really learnt the art of just even sometimes going for a walk in bare feet for 10 minutes is something you can take back into your everyday life. To have that same sensational feeling of being away in Fiji for a week, you can get it in 10 minutes going for a barefoot beach walk or a barefoot walk on the grass. So I think that's what I get from retreats. Is And, and you know, every one of us in that room picked up different curlers at different times. Mm. And we might have heard the same things being said over many years or different things. And depending on where you're at in your life and in your circumstance, a certain word or a certain phrase or a certain story that one of us has told just goes, oh my gosh, it's like I hear it now. I hear it. And sometimes, and I don't know if this is correct, but I've heard that we need to hear things at least seven to ten, to ten times to, before we actually really embrace that message or that thing. So I don't know. I just thought it was beautiful. I think for me, what I got out of this retreat particularly was, and I, I, when we were doing our wrap up last night, I think I kind of, I was talking to myself more than I was talking to the participants there. 
I worked it out. You know, we have about 100, say 120 hours over the course of the week of hours where we're awake. And we don't, I don't, and traditionally most people don't give themselves any of those hours. They're spending all of those hours working in a job for others. They're spending all of those hours nurturing and looking after families and children and so on. Now, when we were wrapping up yesterday, I was saying, you know, if we could spend, we spoke about um, morning, we spoke about morning pages, Mm. which is the most amazing gift to give to yourself. And if you haven't ever heard of morning pages, grab a copy of a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And she talks about morning pages in that book. So morning pages is where you write before you get out of bed you grab your journal and you just fill three pages of whatever's in your head it doesn't have to be anything significant doesn't have to be anything life-changing just empty your head and then I thought to myself well, that's probably going to take 10 minutes at best can we give ourselves 10 minutes in a day where it's dedicated to everybody else can we do that and then at the retreat here I've led a meditation for 20 minutes each day and each evening and I thought well hang on a second, can we give ourselves 20 minutes for meditation as well? So that makes it a half an hour. And then if we're going to do a half an hour of exercise, can we give ourselves another half an hour? So that's an hour. So in a seven-day week, can we give ourselves an hour every day, which is seven hours, out of potentially 120 hours? Can we give seven to ourselves? And you know what? It was a real, it was a slap in the chops that I I didn't realise I needed because... My life is dedicated, because I don't have kids, so my life is dedicated to this global cause of of contribution and making a difference on a number of different levels. And I think, but I don't give anything to myself. (laughs) I do a lot of researching. I do a lot of study throughout the course of the day, and especially now, you know, I'm going back to school, and it's it's a lot of work. But I noticed that when I stood up last night and I said, I've spent my time... And my energy on my on mindset stuff and psychology stuff because that's really what flicks my switch. But I haven't cared for the body, which is now why the body is really in a state of desperate need of repair. And I'm doing it. You know, I'm totally committed to it. I'm do, committed to whatever it's going to take. But if I didn't have you guys, would I have done that? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't have realised. And I really wouldn't have realised, like what I've realised this weekend or this last three days, I really wouldn't have realised how important that hour is. And in fact, it's an hour and a half because there's a half an hour of food preparation that I have been committing myself to for the last, I don't know, maybe a year um, already. So I'm just kind of doing that now by habit. But if you can't do that, there's something wrong, isn't there? There's something something about self-love that's missing that we don't it doesn't even occur to us it doesn't even occur to us to invest that hour and a half let's say in ourselves over the course of the day which i i i really quite floored myself with that and you know it's so important but you know kim talks about the personalities and she talks about your type of personality karen which is very much like my husband's personality in that um you're you you go for everything and you you know you're driven so hard to to get where you want to get and, yeah. and all of those things and he doesn't take time out for himself like he he does go for a run and he's always saying i need some time for myself he's always saying that but he's actually he's going to be at work at 8 eight thirty. whereas i don't yeah i have a commitment to myself that i will 
eat a good breakfast, yeah. that I will have my exercise. He will do his at 5 o'clock in the morning, whereas I'll go, well, you know what, I might make it 6. Yeah. And then I will go and have my breakfast, and it will be a good quality breakfast. Then I go to a coffee shop and I write, you know, you talk about your the pages, the three pages. Well, I actually yeah, yeah. I write my 10 gratitudes down, the things that I'm grateful for, those 10 things. They're non-negotiables for me. I don't care how late I get into work. Because that can wait. Because if I don't get that done, then the rest of my day doesn't doesn't go right. If I don't have my shower, my we do my need exercise. to add in here <laughs> that this one is the rock star of all three of us. Um, some of us don't have the luxury of being late for work. We'll get fired. Um, so let's just. And she also has adult children. She doesn't have little ones. She has to run around. So you know, doing an hour later here, an hour later there. It's not going to be too difficult. <laughs> no, you're right. It's not. And I, and I have got that luxury. But, but so does Miss it. C. Miss Karen has that luxury too, and she doesn't take it. But I know. But also, thing the thing is, Cindy, you were with young children yeah. before, and you still were committed to these things. Yes. I was only joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you've also earned the right to cre- you've created a business that's allowed you to do that. See, so many of us are trapped in a job, thinking we've got nothing else to look at or do. When part of being on retreat is an opportunity to explore the option of what is life that I really want to do. You've yeah. done that. Yeah. That Anthony Robbins course. You've got no idea. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing had you not invested in that time to go there, explore the possibility, get your book back out, and now you've created a business around that from maybe from that moment. Who knows? Well, it was one of the questions that came up last night when we were just doing a final wrap-up, or after the final wrap-up, we had a couple of participants um, who decided to continue on our implementation program and also in Mindset Mastery, and we were talking about um, how do you know when you're doing the right thing? How do you know when you found your purpose? And... Or, or, or how do you know when you haven't? And it was an amazing question that came up at the retreat because there's actually the brain space and the time to start to consider that. Mm-hmm. The way that I always look at it is that at the end of the day, we're gonna. There's always an end game. There's you know there's always the, the the last breaths and the last moments of life where you look back on your life and you wonder if you've done it all right. And you wonder if you really did fulfil your purpose and you wonder if you really did make the difference and the contribution you really wanted to make. And I think that retreats are a really fabulous time to be able to reflect on that, mm. in that am I really fulfilling my purpose? Am I doing what, like, what really floats my boat? Or am I doing what people say I should do? Or you think you should or do you... because of parents? or yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what society dictates is an acceptable thing to do, you know? Mm. And I think that that was just, it was a very powerful question that came out that the girls landed up answering themselves oh, on their own. Right? Yeah, I mean, they asked me the question and then all of a sudden it became a conversation in amongst themselves, which was beautiful mm. because the truth of the matter is nobody's got your answers except for you. Whereas when we withdraw from our day-to-day life, we've actually got the ability to go inside and have a look and then also the time to listen to what answers come up because that's what the inner tutor is all about, the intuition. It's inside. Our answers always are, always have been inside. But when we get distracted and so busy on a day-to-day basis, we don't go inside to ask the questions, or we might, but we certainly don't wait for the answers to reveal themselves. So it was a re- it was it was really beautiful. Mm. It was really really beautiful. There's so many people in that position where, you know, they don't know what their their purpose is in life or um, what they should be doing or their their career path. But I kind of go, all those little steps, it's the journey. Everyone oh, thinks totally. they've got to be, everyone thinks they've got to be there, but and it's actually be there now. all the little things. Like I think how I got into nutrition. 
And I think about the path that I took to get in there. And now I've been in it 30 years mm. and I don't want to be anywhere else. Mm. I, I know what I'm doing is the right thing and I absolutely love it and I do it because I love it. But how I got there, I didn't decide at 16, you know, when I'd finished school that I wanted to be a nutritionist. There mm. was just no way. I wanted to go ski. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wanted to ski and have fun and see the world. And, and I think about the people I met mm. along my path that actually changed my perception about things and, and all those, those people that allowed me to get into this path. And maybe, you know, I got mine by the time I was 22. But I look at my nutrition path, I was a consultant. Then I wrote for the paper. Then I was a mum. Then I wrote a book. Now I'm, you know, I have a food company. So really, you know, if I'd said at 16 I'm going to have a food company, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine you that. Could, That's not can. what I wanted. You couldn't fathom it. I couldn't even fathom it or, or all the things that I've done. I just went, it's these people that have come into our lives that then guide us to where we're meant to be going. And everyone thinks, oh, this isn't where I'm meant to be. Yes, it is, isn't it, Karen? You, mm-hmm. you say absolutely. that. Absolutely. I really believe that. We're exactly yeah. where we are is where we're supposed to be because it's the journey it's the des- not the destination it's the journey yeah. and there's always we're always going to want for more because the human being is built for expansion just like everything is built for expansion in this universe we live in an expanding universe so we're always going to be wanting more than what we have today the unfortunate part about what we do though with that wanting more is we become distracted with it mm-hmm. and we start looking for more looking for more looking for more which makes us totally unhappy with where we are right now Whereas if we can just stay with what we've got right now and milk it for all that it's worth, get the most out of it and really find the magic in where we are right now because it's so purposeful. It's teaching you something. It's giving you something. And if we can just embrace and, like I say, milk it, milk it for all that it's worth because there's another evolution or, or, or expansion of you around the corner which then makes this moment purposeful and then the next moment purposeful the next moment purposeful. It's all a journey. You, you know, know, I often think if, um, if you hadn't had what happened to you, Karen... Oh, for goodness sake, I would still be an accountant. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I would not have met you probably. No. No, I wouldn't have met she you. She would not have had us in her life. I know. It would have been horrible. Imagine it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that for a moment. <laughs> but All seriously. of a sudden I feel like I'd be deprived. <laughs> but seriously, I don't... You know, like I remember that, that day I first met you and that talk that you gave... And I was just mesmerised. Oh, Cindy, I don't know how I you know, could have I been. know you oh, didn't like no. it, but I loved it. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> she I, thinks it was dreadful. She no, it, it was. It was terrible. I stood on stage and Cindy was in the audience and, oh, my goodness, I had my belly hanging out. I was just... Oh, I was trying to tell myself to relax, so I just let all my belly muscles relax and <laughs> my shoulders relax, and I just oh, it was terrible. see. I saw none of that. I only heard the message. Oh, that's all I heard so was the message. Sweet. And and your message was beautiful, Karen. And I think back to that day and how I went up. You know, I think I went up to you afterwards, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, like I live on the Sunshine Coast, and we have a speaking agency, and you know, would you like to be part of the speaking agency? And that's where it just kind of started mm-hmm. from, and. I would not have, I would not have seen, we wouldn't be in each other's lives. So I know you had to go through a lot to get to us, but (laughs) some people don't have to work that hard. No, they don't have to be blown up and lose loved ones to to actually be our friends. (laughs) It's a price you pay. It's a price you pay. You know, there's a couple of things, though, that I took too that 
you know in the times of trauma or huge stress or relationship breakdowns or money issues or things like that when you're in that moment it is very hard to see the gift it is very very difficult to see how this could possibly be perfect and I've done the same thing myself question how can this possibly be perfect how can it be perfect a two year old gets leukemia how can it be perfect my husband's sister takes her life how can it be perfect you invest all your money into something and it disappears three months later just through shit is there an accident in that but I'll never forget someone saying to me not long after I went through a number of things the way you speak and deliver on stage has a different energy in behind it now and it's not that I don't think I ever would like to think that I wasn't present when I spoke or write my books or write my blogs but I have a much um a much deeper compassion for humanity but I also have a much deeper understanding of how and why we get stuck Uh, because I've been there and I know it so even as a mother trying to protect my children hoping like anything they'll never get hurt I know it's so (laughs) stupid but you pray they'll never struggle you pray they'll never get hurt you pray they'll never suffer but in fact it's the little sufferings that they have to endure along the way that makes me appreciate what they're going to be like when the big things hit because at the end of the day I'm yet to meet a human being who has not been struck by something that has broken their heart or hurt them or upset them or floored them or completely written them out you know written them off for a while I'll never forget Brian Dr Brian Weiss saying if you do happen to meet people who their life just seems to be a breeze. And there is probably a few of them out there. But if their life is a breeze and they seem to not be struggling, then sometimes you just have to know that their souls are taking a break this time round. And I thought that was quite oh a beautiful God, way of looking beautiful. at it. That their souls are just taking a break. You know, that the oh. journey is still ongoing. But this time round, they've got a break. And I just think, so the, those of us that do go through, God, I'm loving this music, um, those of us that do go through challenges, it makes us, if we're prepared to look at the possibility of growth rather than the, the absolute necessity of becoming a victim, which is the easiest route to take, it is so easy to quit a race, it is so easy not to exercise, it is so easy to put a Mars bar in our mouth rather than drive another 10 k's or 10 minutes to the supermarket. Or, or get home. Or get home yeah. or whatever, or be prepared. It's easy. And it's these retreats. And what I love about our retreats, if I can just give us a... I feel like that's... Yeah, we've, 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 I don't know if you guys can hear, but they've um, just started water aerobics in the background of where we're doing our recording. <laughs> so Kim and Cindy are sitting here rocking out at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what love I'd it. love to say, yeah. and, and this is maybe this is a little bit of, I don't know, self-promotion, but the thing I love about what the three of us do is the mind-body... And food is phenomenal. You know, like, the, to me, it's the whole package. And I'm not saying we're the answer for everything, but when but I... Everybody we are. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 That was well, Kayleen who said that. Uh-huh. Well, maybe we could ask Kayleen, what is it about the three of us that you actually see that you get benefit from a hello Christmas? Look what's just been delivered. <laughs> are you serious? Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you order that? Five non-alcoholic cocktails are here for us. Well, we're going to have to take a photo of this and get this up on the website so that our listeners can see. Definitely. Wow. Well, we're in Fiji. I mean, when do we do a podcast with a a cocktail brought to us? How spectacular. (laughs) 
But maybe, Kayleen, like, what is it that you've seen? I mean, people listen to us. I can't believe we've gone number 33 in the USA. Isn't um, that top amazing? 50, we found out on this retreat that we've gone in the top 50 in the USA. Thank you. Maybe, thank you, Bula. Bula. <laughs> what is it that you've seen with the three of us that's perhaps supported you and, and maybe Naomi, you yourself? What is it that you've got from three women like us that are just here having a chat? That they are three everyday women that you can actually relate to, um, that it's got all bases covered. So with Karen, we talk about the mindset, how to actually get your head in the right place. With Cindy, it's about how to get your food in the right place, how to nourish your body, and that couples with then having your head in the right place. (laughs) Um, And then with Kim... It's actually about, like, self-love and nurturing your body. Um, So the way that I look at it is that is the three main points of the triangle. Um, So I think they're all even sides and they're all as equally important as one another and just actually what balances you out. I just feel instead of being sad at the end of holidays that I've got to go home back to my normal life, I'm actually excited that I've actually got things in my life that can make it better and more enjoyable. So I'm actually excited to go home. Are you really? Yeah, I am. Which, who would have thought? Mm, That's wonderful. That's gorgeous. Yeah, that is absolutely wonderful. So Naomi, tell us about what you've gotten out of the retreat. Well, I guess I came to the retreat just wanting to have a bit of a a reset. And I was a bit sceptical because you guys are so damn nice. Like, this can't be real. (laughs) They don't know people that nice, not really. No, and why would they be so nice to me? They don't even know me. Really? It's so genuine and so lovely and down to earth that everybody feels loved and at the end we all kind of just felt like we all knew each other and had just become such close um closely connected that it was amazing so you are really nice how sweet you are how lucky we are really gosh Oh, well, thank you for sharing that with us because yeah, it, really it really affirms that, yeah. for us that what we do matters and that it makes a difference. You know, it's, 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 one thing to, um, it's one thing to love what you do and it's another thing to want to really share it with people um, from a really authentic and congruent place. And then it's another thing for that to actually make a difference so that then when you guys go out into your life, you're going to make a difference for other people as well, you know, I and there's that beautiful ripple effect. I don't understand the difference that you make. Like, so from being on the actual participant side of the retreat and talking to all the other participants, um, like, I guess the beauty of the side that I'm on is I get to see that and speak to people about that. Whereas I guess you guys don't really get to see the difference that you do make. As in, like, get to experience that and the rawness of people talking to one another and going, wow. What, when we're not around? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's it. That's the one. What do they say? Yeah. It's amazing. Aww. Mm. And that everyone should. Like, if you've got to start making a savings plan for 12 months in advance, you need to start doing it today <laughs> to get yourself to a retreat. We, we think so too. <laughs> I, think that's a good, I think that's a great plan because I think the more people that can 
give to themselves, then the more there is to give. It's like there's not a limited amount of love in the world. There's not a limited amount of opportunity in the world. And the more love there is, the more love there is. The more giving there is, the more giving there is. I love that. And you know what? This culture is probably... And I'm talking about this Fijian culture... Mm. When we went to the... We actually... Yesterday, we, we took a bit of a field trip uh, and we, we went to a Fijian village. But even the people around all these resorts, they're such a beautiful people and they have such a wonderful culture in that they're family-orientated. They, they, you know, they do everything around the family and around their community. And I, when I was at, in that community, I thought, we don't... Just because we live in a Western world... We don't have to put up with what's happening in our Western world. We can actually be different. We don't have to be like everybody else. And these Fijian people, they, you know, bula. Everyone says yeah. bula, hello. And they're just so genuinely beautiful. And what we have had here has been absolutely amazing. The, the girls that have been helping us, the Fijian girls that have been helping us, they know our names. They... They know, like I was just blown away by what they knew about us and and how they helped us and how they wanted to. What's happening, Karen? She's oh, slurping oh, on her cocktail. <laughs> that was me slurping on my cocktail, and I got to the bottom of it really quick. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> Do you know the other thing I really took away from this this weekend was was watching, like, for instance, Naomi and, and Kayleen, two sisters that have lived through things together, understood each other, seen each other go through things, but then seen each other accept and love and honour one another. And the other thing I love to watch were the couples in our room that... You know, the men may not have been on exactly the same page as the women, but the fact that they were there showed respect, that they cared enough to hang in there to see what they're on about. And, you know, I got asked actually the other day by one of the ladies, would we ever run a couple's retreat? And I thought, wow, I don't know if we could do that. What would men want to come? And I, I just sat there and I thought, you know, a lot of couples out there don't do work on their relationship even. It's not, you know, that's often one partner will come along and that's not a bad thing. But I just think sometimes when you can share this with your family or share this with the people you love the most, your sister, your mom, your, you know, retreats are not just about the self. You know, if you do have a friend or someone to go along with, it's just such a treat. But I have to say, the couple, the, the couple of participants that were also here on their own, as I said at the beginning, the guts and courage um, that it took for them to be here. And then, my gosh, within three days, it's like everyone's besties, you know. Yeah. It's like everybody just gets on and connected. And I feel, and, and Karen said it at the end last night, that you really do become each other's family. That's what retreats do, particularly probably maybe Anthony Robbins. He, he, may, not, he may be a bit big where you don't really get up close and personal, and maybe that's something that's beautiful about these retreats. We really do get to interact with one another, and I think from that perspective, when you get to touch and feel um, what these people or the people leading the retreat are on about, and, you know, part of getting out into the village, you're right, Cindy, actually experiencing a culture totally different to what we're used to, and that helps you... I I think speed up the process so to me a retreat is a fast track mm. it's a way to fast track where you're trying to get to um, and by retreating you give yourself the opportunity mm. no I loved I loved that when you said that last night Cindy that 
being here in Fiji, it's a completely different culture. And I thought to myself this morning when I was in the shower, I thought, you know, that's damn right. Because who says I have to be in a traditional culture? Who says I can't make my own culture inside my own home of what I want to create? And it's, you know, it's kind of true for all facets of our lives. And what you're saying there about relationships too, Kimmy, is that you can create your own culture inside of your relationship. It doesn't have to be something that just occurs as a random, I get together with you and then we fall into this habit and this way of being in relationship. Why don't we consciously create the culture of our relationship the way we want it? Same in our business. Because I'm thinking to myself, you know, it would be really awesome for the three of us to actually deliver a business retreat because we all three have incredibly successful businesses as well. And in your business, when it comes to the culture that you're creating in your business, you're doing that consciously. You're actually going after what you want in your business and you're very clear and you're very specific about it. And we don't... We don't settle for anything other than the culture that we're prepared to accept because it's the culture that we know will be successful for us. Mm. And I think that in, for the large part, that's missing in a lot of different contexts of people's lives. The culture when it comes to their relationships, inside of their homes, inside of their jobs, inside of their cars, inside of their cupboards. What kind of culture do they want to create? And creating it consciously. I think that's a really, I think that's a really powerful message that you sent out there. That I, it had never occurred to me. It had never occurred to me. Like, what's my culture? So if you stick with the Western culture, if you, you know, do what is happening in the Western culture, and you look at the the finances, the relationships, the um, businesses, everything about it, everybody's doing the same thing and getting the same result. It's a statistic. That's what a statistic is. So. If that culture's not working, then what culture is going to work? Now, I look at um, the way we have our culture in our family, especially around food and dinner and breakfast, and and it's all about food in our house. It's quite funny. And I look at yours, Kim, and your rituals um, and what you do with your family. It's very different to what other people are doing, and it and it works beautifully. And and I also look at our culture in our business, and I all the the team in our business. We call them team not staff because all the team in our business are really appreciative of what it's like the culture in our business they say it's not like this in other businesses and I went really what people don't do what we do and they went no Cindy nothing like what you do so what I'm doing differently I don't know yet I guess I'll figure that out Um, but it was the it was the way we do our culture in our home we just took it into our business and everybody's accountable but everybody is also free to explore new avenues within that business like we have some of our team that come into us and say I think we should you know I think this would be a really good idea let's try this or they'll send me a quote and they go let's put this on Facebook or so it's it's a, a team it's not just me at the head or Howard at the head it's all these people contributing and it's the same in a family it's not just you as a mother Kim that that's running the realm you know the, the helm it is you know the, the whole four of you that do it it's the, it's the dynamic of the group yeah yeah, no, it's, it is. It's the dynamic of the group that actually makes it what it is. And I think for us, what's what's really become apparent, and I didn't realise it was something different until we started doing these retreats and people were asking me what I do, but, you know, our children both know that there's there's a respect for the mum and da- for mum and dad but they earn and have just as much respect for them being human beings as 
I would love to hope that we have from them, you know. So I think it's the same in our team and our business at work too. And I think I've learnt that through you girls, though. I think we're probably, you're right, Kayleen, maybe we don't appreciate or fully understand what an impact we each have on our lives. And that's community. That's surrounding yourself yeah. with like-minded people. That's surrounding yourself with people that lift you, hold you, nurture you, respect you. And you find you let go of the ones that don't. And you feel better and more comfortable with that. And you find that maybe your friends today will not be the same friends you have tomorrow or as you evolve. And that's not saying you're knocking them or they're not the right people. Again, as Brian Weiss would say, and I love this, sometimes it's just the right time when people part that it's time for the souls to take different classes. And so you go off and you have different opportunities with different people, learn new lessons. And that was a big aha for me over this last three days as I got to really experience and accept and embrace that, you know, I'm, I'm perhaps not going to be hard to believe, not liked by everybody, but no. <laughs> I find it really hard. No. But, but also there's going <laughs> to... I thought there was a really serious moment there. <laughs> I just had to bring but it, it But it is, it actually is a serious moment um, because, you know, you were upset because even though you still really like the person, this is, you know, we're talking about an issue here where you really like the person, but that person is not liking you. But that's, that's her, in way, my way of thinking, that is her issue, not yours in any way. It's, um, you still like her. You still have fond memories of everything, but she's made the decision and she's the one that's going to be hurt. And you're in her life for a reason and a season, not a lifetime. Mm. And that's it. Totally agree with that. I completely agree with that. People, you know, on our path, people are part of our journey and part of our experience of learning and growing and participating and moving past and expansion and moving on. I think that the sooner we can come to terms with that, the less judgment there is among us. And it's the judgment that's the greatest bloody destructive force to that loving and being loved that accepting and being accepted judgment is the greatest destructive force in and amongst that I know I get quite philosophical when it comes to these sorts of things so forgive me but I I really feel like we get in our own way so significantly but if we could just accept that things are the way they are and that's exactly how they're supposed to be and if they were supposed to be any different they would be so instead of us wishing for things to be different let's accept for let's accept reality for what it really is and milk it for the magic that it brings us because there's always magic in the moment and we miss it we miss it because we're wishing for it to be another way but it's not supposed to be another way because if it was supposed to be another way it already would be and there's a grander force at play. There's a grander force, and it's the force that blooms the roses and brings the suns out and, 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 and grows the grass and blinks your eyes. There's a grander force at play. And if we think we have control over all of that, we're misguided. I mean, God help us if I was to say I'm going to take control of beating my heart and breathing myself and blinking my eyes and cleaning my stomach lining out. Like, you know, if I was to look up at the universe and say, you know what, you've done great for 43 years, but I'm going to take it from here. <laughs> you know? Goodness gracious, could you imagine that? Well, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> you would be so would late. Be late. You would be late for everything. And you, and you know what? You know what, Karen? I think you'd do a bloody good job of it because you're so good at detail. You'd be late, Kim. I wouldn't do anything. I would just be on the... She'd be waiting for someone else to do it for her. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. 
the rock star. Can't somebody else do this? <laughs> you know, maybe us all being in that mud pool yesterday was a beautiful metaphor, really. You know, in life, we, we, we all arrived. It was something completely different that we were expecting. It was totally out of most of our comfort zones. We then got slathered in mud and absolutely put all through that we had to feel icky, weird things. I mean, that's life. You know, life is icky, weird, muddy, murky, and scary. And then we had the opportunity to dry in the sun where we were kind of like, we still had the mud on us, but now we started to warm up in the sun, but it was getting hard. And then we had the choice. You know, that's where I looked at it yesterday and I thought we could have the choice to stay hard or we could take a different route and go and get in the water and let that let that mud fall off us and wash one another. Notice how we all started washing it off each other yeah, and really yeah, started yeah. nurturing one another. Even now, we're still clearing yes. mud out of your ears. <laughs> and, um, and Cindy's going, can't somebody else do it? Yeah. <laughs> But wasn't it beautiful? And then how we then all went and sat in the mineral water and all our muscles were were rejuvenated and we smiled and we all had red faces and we all and then we got out of there and were sleepy and content and we all got on the bus and went, Wow, what a day. And I just sat there and went, This is such a metaphor for living. And I think retreating from our everyday way of being is probably one of the most significant fast track ways we can actually move forward in life. And a lot of people come to retreats when they're in the middle of drama or trauma or things happening because that's what pulls them out. But there's a lot of us that now have got into comfort zones that I believe need just as much of a retreat as those that are in trauma or going through a process that they're very aware of. So for me, retreating, giving way, making ground, oh, I just love it. I think think a person should build in a couple of retreats every year. So that you're on a you're on a you're on a collision course with awesomeness, not a collision course with pain and suffering. Because I think that there's there's you know if we can retreat, we stay on top of the game, we stay ahead of the game. And if we can retreat often or regularly, even like even if it's just once a year, you're staying ahead of the game all the time. You're not waiting for the trauma to come and kick you in the pants, and then you go and retreat to try and save yourself. And you know, we don't need to rescue ourselves all the time. We can be ahead of the game. So I think this has been a really, I think this has been a really cool podcast. I've really enjoyed it, and I hope that, well, I hope everybody's enjoyed it actually. And you can hear the breeze in the background and the ukulele and <laughs> the, the cocktails. The 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 Hang on, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry, I took it down the wrong one. <laughs> it's always going to be one. Um, and I haven't even drunk any of mine, so I couldn't slurp. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> well, we hope that you've enjoyed our podcast today. We absolutely love delivering it for you. We're in the most magnificent place. And if you come to Fiji, make sure that you visit the Western. It's absolutely been a treat. And the staff here have been amazing. So we feel very blessed. So go to our Facebook page. Post your comments on www.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Post all of your comments on when you've been on a retreat and what you think of retreats and are you going to join us next year because you could be in for a world of fun also you can comment on all the w's dot the wellness couch forward slash up for a chat you can comment on our po- on your posts there. and i'm going to jump in and do what damien always does go to itunes and make sure you give us a five-star rating because we want to go up the ranks <laughs> oh yeah because we're number 33 now so we want to be number one yeah Do that, do that, do that. Do what Kim said, what she said. (laughs) And join us here next week on Up For A Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. Bye for now. 
Hi, Brett Hill from That Paleo Show and The Wellness Guys here. Well, the Facebook buzz after the Wellness Summit has just been unbelievable. Deborah said the summit was inspiring and empowering. Jen Fellows said she learnt so much amazing information that she thought her brain was going to explode. Well, hold on to your hat, because if you miss the summit, guess what? We recorded the entire lot so that you can have the summit in your living room forever. So to order the Wellness Summit 10 DVD home study program for just 197 bucks, simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.